tut, tut. It's time to see time. Tea time. Welcome back to Tea Time with Tea Squad. It's Josh Cruz again, and I am here because Michael has still refused to come back. So, today with me I have Cindy and Teresa. Can you guys say hi? Hi. Hi. And how about both of you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Teresa. I'm a Peace Corps volunteer in agribusiness in Bali. And I work with Come On Next, Feed the Future. So I work with cooperatives and traders and stuff like that. And um, I'm a Taiwanese-American dual citizen. I grew up in Taiwan. And my name is Cindy. I'm also a Peace Corps volunteer. I joined the same time as Teresa. And we're both in the agribusiness uh, sector, both working at the same site as site mates. And we also were living in the same house together. Wow, that's very rare for Peace Corps, isn't it? It is. Yep. And I understand that both of you guys have a a story that you guys want to share. Who would like to start first? Okay, um, I can start the story. It was actually really dramatic, kind of. And it happened last year. So we were sharing the same house. And I was outside of my house around like 7.30, 8 at night. And um, I was talking on the phone with my friend because I have no reception in my house. Your friend from... Taiwan? Yeah, my friend from Taiwan, because I need internet, like, to Skype out and stuff. And then um, a guy came to me, he asked me where I live, and I was like, this person is really strange. And I told my friend, I was like, hold on for a second, like, a really strange person approached me. And then the na- next thing I knew was he hit me, he hit my forehead with a machete, and I was bleeding, and then he just took away my phone and ran away, and then... I ran away, like I ran back to my house and knocked on my neighbor's door. And Cindy came and then my neighbor, they all took me to the ER with the car. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there something you want to add, Cindy? Yeah, um, that night I was traveling back to site after doing a trip. So I had all my luggage and everything. And as I was entering my gate, I saw Teresa standing outside of our compound and I kind of tried to get her attention, but she was busy on her phone. So I just went ahead and entered the gate to unpack my things and shower and everything like that. So I had my door wide open, expecting her to come into the house when she was finished with her phone call. And while I was doing stuff in the house, I heard someone screaming. And I, of course, went outside to see what was happening. And I found Teresa on our neighbor's front step, which is within our same compounded area, uh, bleeding everywhere and saying that someone stole my phone, someone stole my phone. So that's the biggest problem. (laughs) That was the problem, (laughs) was that her phone was stolen. And uh, instead I realized that she was blind as a bat because her glasses weren't on and she was bleeding everywhere and there's blood in her eyes, no glasses, can't see and disoriented. And she doesn't have the best balance in the normal situation, so she was kind of stumbling around a bit. Um, but so I like how you guys can really laugh about this situation. I'm glad it's reached that point where this is funny for you guys. Well, 
Okay, so this this event happened in July of 2015, and right now it is uh, February 2016. So it's been more than six months. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I imagine for some Americans listening right now, they're they're like, "What is going on? Yeah. Why are they laughing? Well, it's okay. I still survived. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was definitely a serious, dramatic, heart wrenching, anxiety driven event. You know, a lot of people say, and you, when things happen badly in Uganda or any country with the Peace Corps volunteer, a common phrase or reaction we get is that can happen anywhere, and it's true. Bad things can happen anywhere, but the difference is, in the U.S., we have a really great emergency response system. Mm-hmm. You call nine one one, and someone is there. We were in town, luckily, so not far from the hospital at all. But um, there was no 911. And when we tried, when I found Teresa bleeding, uh, I tried to do what I can do to get help. And the network provider that we had for our cell phones was not uh, working, which is common in Uganda. Things just fail randomly. So whenever we were trying to uh, call people, uh, through Peace Corps, we weren't able to get through because of that issue. Uh, I also tried to contact our supervisor. We also weren't able to get through. I tried to contact colleagues, voter drivers, personal vehicle drivers, any number that I had to get help because at this point, uh, the neighbor came out and she, she took Teresa and we were having her lay down and trying to stop the bleeding, trying to get her to calm down and stop thinking about her phone being stolen <laughs> and realize that she had lost a ton of blood and was turning white and like ready to pass out. And where did where was she hit on her? My forehead, forehead. which is around the area of my hair. So like kind of like where Harry Potter's thunderbolt is but on the other side. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit okay. up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good description. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I have yeah. superpower. And yeah. what happened to your friends that um, we were on the phone with? Didn't they hear everything? Yeah, like she freaked out. She literally freaked out and she started to call everyone she knew on my Facebook or I tagged on my Facebook that are my Peace Corps friends. So literally everyone from our cohort got a Facebook message or even a phone call about mm-hmm. where is Teresa, although they're like all the way at Kisoro, which is... Around 15 side. hours away from me. <laughs> and I still got a Facebook message being like, yeah. where is Teresa? Mm-hmm. So it was around like two hours of chaos. Because yeah. yeah. the, the network was down and Cindy's phone was like dead. I don't know why. And then we were at ER. It was very chaotic. and Yeah, but luckily the local doctor here, he's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Like he... He fixed my scar and uh, he cleaned it and although he saw like two hair in my scar but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing. Better than nothing, exactly. Better than nothing. But I have to say that Teresa is incredibly resilient, incredibly positive and I just, I was on the verge of tears and ready to break down and Teresa was completely like, no, I'm okay, I'm fine. And even when we were sitting there with the doctor, I, I hate blood. I would never be a doctor. And like looking at her face, I just I couldn't manage it because her cut was just gash. It was disgusting. 
And she was really concerned about the scar. That's all she kept saying. She's like, can you make sure that he doesn't give me a bad scar? Just watch him and make sure. No, I was, I was literally so nervous. Like, during the attack, I was fine. But, like, when, when, the, doctor was, when they were in the ER, when the doctor was showing my scar, I was like, oh, my God, does he know what he's doing right now? Yeah. Or, like... Does he actually know what he was doing? And this is like life-threatening moment for me. So the the <laughs> sewing, so the sewing of the, the yes, exactly. That's the life-threatening thing. Okay, it is a life-threatening thing. But like, it is. What know, if he didn't wear his his gloves? gloves. We were concerned or about the like, gloves. Why didn't and the sanitation. why? Yeah, in sanitation. Why? Why yeah. if like he used some like dirty dude, needle, dirty needles mm. and. Yeah. Stuff like that, which and is I was, a big deal. It was a, a decent hospital, but I was also kind of watching the staff as well and yeah. trying to pay attention and also not trying to pass out from yeah. my anxiety yeah. that Teresa was not And having. she took several photos, which is amazing, to document everything. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. And I heard that after the whole experience, were you able to communicate with your friends back in Taiwan? Yeah. What, what did you tell them? Oh, I, I told them everything because they basically knew everything, so... Yeah, and they were like, I'm not coming to Uganda to visit you anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. But they, some of them did end up coming. Yeah, which is good. And what did you have to say, Cindy, about that? Uh, for me, I didn't tell my family what happened yeah. because I knew that they would be worried and concerned. Yeah. And I'm wondering when you're going to post this podcast. Because I know. Here, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but... And- there, I guess Peace Corps, we kind of want to protect our family from the realities of Peace Corps yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not sure. It's a hard battle. To yeah, have. but um, so I just want to say, like, although I sound like really happy and stuff like that, well, I'm okay right now. But I, I just want to say, like, Peace Corps volunteers will be your family during your service and they will support you no matter what, especially during those kind of incidents. Cause your friends back at home, they cannot really relate to what has happened to you. But other Peace Corps volunteers, they can. So um, you're not alone in the country, which is awesome. By the time Teresa was sewed up and walking out of the room, all of the Peace Corps volunteers in our region were there. Yeah. Yeah. And they bought chickens. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so you really like chicken. (laughs) And then um, you've been here for months after the whole incident what has this what was the reason that you've decided to stay because most people from that situation would go home after yeah well it's actually kind of it's tough to stay because um it will get to you like being alone in your house or just walking on the street at night or not only at night but in daytime it will get to you and i had several panic attacks after that and um, I think the main reason I'm still here is because of the people I work with, the community, and the farmers I work with. I feel responsible um, for them, and um, I just don't want to leave them here before I finish everything or end my service. Yeah, that's good. So what do you guys think Americans should get out of this story? Um, well... If anything, a reality of how lucky we are to be born in America and maybe some compassion for other parts of the world and realizing that they don't have emergency response, they don't have 
um, basic facilities and accessibility to things that maybe should be a human right. And things like, or programs like Peace Corps, who give us this experience and open up those ideas and thoughts and make awareness of that, it's, it's good. And there's a lot of beauty in the world, um, and there are good things that will happen and bad things that will happen, but life goes on and do the best we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to say that um, although during a certain point of my service, I did lose my faith and lose my hope in Ugandans. But in the, in the end of the day, there are also a lot of really, really amazing Ugandans in this country. And they are totally kind and open up their heart to help you. And um, so I think that it's very important to give a society a second chance. Yeah. Because your neighbor really did step up and helped you. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. And there are still a lot and a lot of amazing people yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And if Carol, the neighbor, didn't do what she did, Teresa would be, I think, in a worse situation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But she, it was really great that she was able to stay calm and yeah. Yeah. take care of things. And I'm very grateful that Cindy and Carol, my neighbor, they were both at yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to share that with America. I know it was a hard story, even though you guys laughed a lot. And I kind of laughed too. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is Tea Time with Tea Squad, signing out.